Welcome to the process of things. Does stuff work? This is episode five, goal setting. Does it work? In this week's episode, we talk about goal setting. Hashtag goals is tossed around <laughs> everywhere. Instagram, meetings, dreaded strategic planning sessions. It causes some people great delight and focus to have a goal and work towards it. And for others, it's super anxiety inducing. In act one, we'll take you through the news. What's current in the news about goal setting right now? In act two, the funnies will tell you some funny things about goal setting. Like really funny. In act three, the science will take you through a little bit more of the data, sciencey, nerdy stuff behind goal setting and why it works. And in act four, put it to the test, we will tell you, does goal setting actually work? I'm Nicole North. And I'm Ruth Henderson. And we're your hosts today. Welcome to the process of things, where we take current business trends and buzzwords and let you know whether they actually work or not. Act one, in the news. If I hear one more person say smart goals. Oh, I yeah. will lose it. Yeah. Is that still in the news it's right so now? It's so dull. Yeah. And mostly it's people saying it's dull. Yeah. But they're just coming <laughs> up with the same thing, just worded a little more hiply. Yeah. If hiply's a word. Hiply? It should be. A little more modernly, a little more concise. It's, it's because, as well, it's still the new year. Yes. You in know? fact, would you like to hear the top three 2017 uh, New Year's resolution yes, goals? Yes, please. Wait, can I guess? Yep. I'm going to say exercise, smoking, and losing weight. So lose weight and eat healthy was number one. Okay. Followed by two, improve your life and self. Oh, that's a lovely vague goal. Yes. Um, and three is make better financial decisions. Oh, interesting. Okay. So those are the top three for 2017. Now, do you also have a guess for what percentage of people... Um, do not follow through with those New Year's goals. It's going to be enormous, like 95%. Good guess, Ruth. Really? It's 90.8% of people never realize their, their New Year's resolutions. That must be deflating for people. It must contribute to their sense of accomplishment and worth. Yes. And I think a big part of it is in setting... Smart goal. Oh no, you right? didn't. I didn't. But it's not, not. I don't mean that in the in acronym way. I mean, mean it in the not setting a goal properly. The not reasonable goal, specific or yeah. reasonable or whatever that might be. Uh, and it was really interesting. Um, this particular article in Psych Central um, had kind of a back of the napkin way to set a goal. Yeah. And I thought it was a really unique way that I'd never seen before. They said, okay, set your goal, which let's say is to sleep sleep better, sleep more hours every night. Yeah. And then it split it in half and said, if then. Uh-huh. So the if were all the potential barriers. So oh. if you are distracted by social media, Instagram, looking at your phone, and that's preventing you from sleeping, then you put in your strategy for what you're going to do to help achieve that goal. So for example, for me, sometimes if I know I don't want to look at my phone at night, I charge it in the other room. Uh huh. That also helps me not press the snooze button too many times. Which uh, yes, that's my another. goal of not being yes. late all the time. So it <laughs> kind of works both ways. I really liked that if then strategy, and mm -hmm. I've not seen that before 
and it helps you deal with all those barriers. So if I find I'm reaching for a snack, make sure I have chopped celery, <laughs> chopped celery and carrots in the fridge already done. Yes. I like that. It's so it's got a it's it's almost like the realistic view of how to at least gain some momentum in your goals. Um, I read an article in uh, Forbes. It says that gaining, making progress and achieving goals is literally addicting because when you achieve a goal and you can cross something off your list, or if you don't have a list, if you just can say, I've done this thing, it releases dopamine. Oh. So the more you do it, the more you feel good about it. And it's about gaining that momentum and getting going. So you can imagine how you know, maybe you've, you've been very successful for the last six weeks. You've been going to the gym three times a week. You've been, you know, choosing healthy snacks, whatever that might be. And then you go to a party, you go to a Super Bowl party. And right in front of you is that seven layer dip. That's so ridiculously I good. I love that dip and it always yeah. runs out. Yes. Uh, that's sitting there and the chips are sitting there and some amazing Super Bowl cocktail that somebody invented and maybe a bowl of M&Ms if you're me. And you fall off that wagon and you start feeling badly about that one little blip. And suddenly all that dopamine that's been building up stops and you, you say, well, I'm off the wagon now, so I'm going to go and have another one tomorrow. I'm going to have a cookie or whatever it is. And that work that you've been doing on the momentum uh, is lost. So that ability to have that back of the napkin mentality gives you that opportunity to say, if I'm going to a Super Bowl party, bring my celeries <laughs> or eat in advance, whatever that oh, might be. When I eat in advance, then I eat in advance and at the party. Oh, really? What about if you ask someone to to kind of look at you, give you a dirty look? That works for me. Yeah, that helps. Um, my best trick is to actually stay away from the table. That's, yeah. So if I go to a party, I have a plan of what I will eat and I move away from the table as quickly as possible. Yeah. So that, that whole idea of... Um, goal setting seems to be hugely in the news. And if you always, especially after New Year's, oh, it's, it's almost annoying. It's, it's, I find that some of the tone is very condescending and some of it is actually realistic and helpful. I like that paper napkin thing. And I think, you know, maybe the paper napkin thing is great for the people who, for which goals freak them out, stress them out, cause them anxiety. Maybe it's because they've not met so many goals that setting another one um, is just another disappointment yeah you know in the in the cog of life yeah yeah it's so hard it's so hard life's hard adulting is hard adulting is hard um interestingly also a forbes article said um goal setting actually improves your focus um it triggers behavior change it guides your focus it sustains momentum mm -hmm. um it promotes um self uh self mastery like that oh, idea of, yeah. oh, I did it. Yeah. Um, so I think you're right. I think the, if you hate goal setting and it's giving you anxiety, you need to achieve one in order to get that yeah. dopamine, in order to get that self-mastery, that motivation that will maybe help you realize you can do more. And then I think you'll get addicted to it. Yeah. But it's certainly easy to get yourself stuck in a, I can't do this, so why set another goal? Mm -hmm. I set a goal and it didn't work. I set a goal and I didn't do it. It's just useless, so... It just gets... I'll figure it out someday. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll, I'll tackle that goal when I'm not so stressed, which is, I don't know when that's going to be. Never. Yeah. Because it's crazy busy. Yeah. It's always crazy busy. Mm-hmm. Act two, the funnies. <laughs> For me, um, I found it really funny. So we love a methodology called the four disciplines of execution mm-hmm. or 4DX mm-hmm. um, by Covey. And uh, we really love that methodology because it helps you start looking at what are the regular activities that you can do to support achieving a goal. Mm-hmm. So rather than just saying, I need to lose 10 pounds by January, you kind of have your if then statements mm-hmm. are in essence your lead measures, mm-hmm. those actionable activities that you can do to help you get to that, that goal. And I think Covey was starting this because so many people pick this grandiose, vague statement like, I want to be healthier. Uh, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds by January is better. At least it's one specific. piece of being healthy. It's smart because yeah. it's specific, measurable. Oh, don't do it. Attainable. Stop it right now. Don't you want to know the other two? No, they don't. Realistic and timely. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, so you've got that. I want to get healthier. And then you've got the one that you started with that says, I want to lose 10 pounds by January. But then they use a shotgun approach and they try 87 things to lose weight by January. Yeah. And is it that I went to the gym every day or is it that I didn't eat anything? <laughs> right. Which one is it? Yeah. All right. And then you realize when you start eating again, oh, like for me in particular, mm-hmm. I always like to say that I will go to the gym, you know, 17 times a week and that's what I'm going to do because I love going to the gym. Yeah. It's easy for you. It's easy for me. Yeah. The, the eating part is not easy for me. So mm-hmm. in that regard, you know, it, it actually doesn't matter how many times I work out. It actually is only the two in tandem together that have me achieve results. One or the other yeah. don't seem to really cut it. And that's, I've learned that through trial and error and practice and mm-hmm. tracking occasionally. Yeah. So yeah. how does your funny story play into it? Oh, um, so it's interesting. And when you do the four disciplines of execution, um, and we've trained a couple of clients how to do this. Um, my husband stole the book and also <laughs> used it in different from places. From you, not from a bookstore. No, not, not from not the bookstore. He's not a thief. He stole it from me, used <laughs> it uh, a million different places, and then claimed all this credit when I taught him the methodology. Um, but a lot of people tend to want to put tasks as goals. Ugh. And it used to drive us crazy. Yeah. We'd be with the client and they'd be like, our goal is to... Um, Create the project charter by January. Yeah. And that's not really a goal. It can be a, a task that leads to a goal. But what's your, what are you trying to, why do you need a project charter? Like what? Right. So it's yeah. neither a goal. Yeah. So it's neither a lag measure. It's not a lead measure. It's not something you can do over and over again. Yeah. To get closer to the goal. Yeah. It's just a task. So I think that was one of the most challenging concepts and it almost got funny that we'd kind of look at them and they'd say, it's a task, isn't it? Yeah. And, and even to Tom who loves this methodology, doesn't agree with that. He's like, if it's a thing, you should do it. It's fine. So I worked with a couple people on that as well. And I finally had to adapt it because I was banging my head against the wall saying it's a task. We're talking about, um, lead measures, things you can do, repeatable tasks to achieve your goal. But I still have all these tasks. Okay. So I said, all right, let's add tasks to it. So now we talk about um, 
the lag measure and the lead measures and tasks because it makes oh. them feel better to have it written down. That's smart, Ruth. And you're very smart. Very smart and funny. You're the funny one. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I'll I know take it. You like that one. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really hard for people. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And uh, the 40x methodology is so. Yeah. Uh, so important. It works so well when you can do it, but it also, you know, it's not just about the goals. No. It's about those three things we talk about in oh. every podcast. It ends up, you know, we didn't plan this. It's not like we were trying to uh, um, make it hypnotize yeah. you and yeah. like finally, like that's all you ever say, but it's really true. It is. The goals only work if you have self awareness yeah. and you understand your barriers, your if yeah. then statements. Yeah. You know, your barriers and what's going to work for you and not work for you. Um, it's going to work when you actually want, have something specific to achieve. Mm-hmm. If you're not specific about it, it's not going to work. And then you have, have to have that willingness to actually do it. I have a funny story related to that idea of the tasks. So um, there's a woman that uh, I work with who loves 40X. She thinks it's the greatest thing since the sliced bread. Meow. Oh, it's the cat's meow. Think of more of those. Um, but she really likes it. She liked that I taught it to her. And we worked together uh, about a year ago to set some goals for herself. And those goals worked. They achieved what she needed to do. She had lag and lead measures. So forward, flash forward one year. And she wants to work on her next year goals. And her, uh, her um, professional circumstances have changed a little bit. Her job has changed. And now she keeps saying, um, I can't do my goals yet. I can't do my, can setting my goals become a task on my goals? It was so circular and I didn't even know how to answer that question. It, because she actually, her barrier to setting the goals was literally one of her goals. Like it was, it was really circular. You couldn't, um, get, you, you needed to be able to stop her, what I call her flywheel of activity so that she could take that moment because she was so busy and her real goal by the time we could actually work on it was to be able to have more balance, but she couldn't take that five minutes to talk about how to achieve the balance. And the day she asked me if the goal setting was one of her tasks, I, I didn't know what to do. So I just started to laugh because it was such a great example of no, it's not. And it's because you're really good at goals and you're really good at executing tasks and you're organizing mm-hmm. that. And I, you know, for some people it's just, I'm really good at writing down the goals. I'm really bad about making the habit of yep. doing it all the time. Yeah. Um, and the one tool that I thought really, really helped me with that was the self journal. Oh yeah. You really liked that. I liked the self journal. Yeah. And as long as I was in the habit of writing in it, mm-hmm. I did it. Mm-hmm. I did get out of the habit of it. Um, but it's just a matter of, you know, I just yeah. have to be okay with myself and say, sometimes I fail, Yeah, go back and keep trying. Right. Well, Cause it is, did work. This is the whole point that different things work for different people. You just need to pick something you need. And if it doesn't work for you, you need to find another one that does. Um, because of my preference for thinking and judging in the Myers-Briggs, um, personality assessment, I love lists. I love check checklists and I love having that on the wall in front of me. And that's all I need. Ticking off that list releases that dopamine. It doesn't work for you. It sometimes does, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. There's other things maybe release more dopamine for me. I don't know. We'll get Who you knows? some dopamine. Maybe. Act three, the science. 
Here's something we've heard a million times over and over again from the uh, website, The Science of People. Okay. Um, talking specifically about the science of goals, which is exactly what I Googled. Um, uh-huh. It says, research says, Dang. the survey says, people who set goals are more successful. <laughs> Thanks, Captain Obvious. Yeah. Um, but in fact, there is some kind of neurology to ownership. So when we take ownership, we're more committed. So, okay, fine. Um, also, that's step three of things we've been talking about in every podcast. Yes. The willingness to take action and own it and yep. do it. Um, so, interestingly, they did a little bit of a research study um, where they gave all these people a bunch of coffee mugs. Okay. And then they came back in and they said, uh, we'd actually like to give you chocolate instead. Can you give us back the mug and we'll give you the chocolate? Yes. Happy to. <laughs> well, oddly enough, um, people said, no, I, I'd rather keep the mug. Really? They offered, it was in trade, not was like, I'm going to yeah. give you this, give me back the mug. It was in trade. Like, can I trade you this chocolate for the mug? Okay. Um, and that's interesting. So like, do people yeah. like mugs more than chocolate? Well, then they did the same thing. They gave people chocolate first and then asked to trade them for a mug and they refused to trade. And it's because um, when we take ownership, we're more committed. We work to keep what we've taken ownership of. So the people took that mug and and made it theirs. They they used it. They did whatever. Not necessarily. They just said they gave people mugs and then offered to... No, I'm good. I want my mug. Yeah. You gave it to me. It's mine. I own it. I don't want to trade anymore. And similarly, they felt the same ownership about the chocolate when they owned it. Huh. Well, I guess that makes sense, isn't it? You... It's almost like uh, in life, we're being given a set of circumstances and we make the best of those circumstances. And in fact, we may even prosper... Um, or we may do the best that we can. And when change comes along to impact that, we would rather own what we've got than do the work to change what is possibly better, whether it's a mug or chocolate. So setting those goals is, makes it super hard because of that. Interesting. I liked it. Neat science there. Well, and when you think about, um, that four disciplines of execution and the approach it makes sense that that would work better for some people than others based on that, whether people are owning what situation they're in or they're willing to shift it and own something new. It may work better for some people than others. Yeah. Act four, putting it to the test. I have a great example of when goal setting using the 4DX methodology. Tell me more about that example, Ruth. I will. So, Flawless execution is what we use it. We call it, right? It sounds a little nicer than 4DX. And we've adapted it just a little bit so that people can apply it no matter what they're doing. The Covey version of 4DX is very specific to business goals. Um, We've adapted it and used it with different people on any type of goal. So a friend of mine is a lawyer in a downtown Bay Street firm and had been doing very, very well in this particular organization. Her goal was to become partner within a year. So they do an annual review and they have people become partner. And she said, these types of goals just don't work for me because this is my goal. How do you set up measurable things 
to help you become a partner. So we did some work on it and she actually did. She, so her lag measure was becoming a partner by whatever date and her lead measure became um, changing. Well, she had a sub lag measure, which was to improve her visibility. She decided based on all the research that she had done that she needed to improve visibility in the company. So that meant, well, how do I measure my visibility? And measuring her visibility was something that she then did more research on and she created her own scale. So zero to 10, what is my visibility? Self-assessed. And then she said, I'm gonna assess myself. I'm also gonna ask my boss how visible I am. And she had, she dug and dug and found these qualities that mean that you're, you have good visibility in the organization. And she actually found a document that she used to develop her scale. So that was her lag measure, something that happened in the past. So once she knew what are all these things that influenced visibility were, she created a set of lead measures. So those two or three things that she was going to do on a regular basis to increase her visibility, things like uh, in her culture, lunch and learns were really good for having people come and learn a different aspect of the law in that firm. And it was very, it wasn't um, fluffy lunch and learn. It was serious topics that they were talking about. It was also offering to do more presentations at key meetings. And there were a few other things and she created a scale for herself. So she did all those things. She also had a couple tasks that she insisted on putting in. And that was um, really getting a very robust CV that she could use, or it wasn't a resume, it was a full curriculum vitae. And then lo and behold, a month later, she's now partner. That's a great Oh, not story. a month, sorry, it was 12 months later. She, she actually did it. So what she did not think could be measurable actually was measurable. And it meant that she was not putting her efforts into 12 different places and not knowing which of those places had the most impact. She was focusing purely on visibility. And it seems like, or it sounds like, a little bit of that was um, adding a little coaching yeah. to that to help ask the right questions. Yeah. Because sometimes what we perceive individually to be a goal and how we're going to do it, maybe if someone asks us the right questions, we'll see that there's a different way to frame it. Mm -hmm. And I think working towards visibility is a lot easier than working towards just being a partner. Sure. Right? It's like when people set goals like, I want our revenue to be blah. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe it shouldn't be that. Maybe, you know, the goal should be, um, I want to be well known in my industry or yeah. I want to be the number one website when you search this. Very different from just get revenue. Absolutely. And very different from if you think about lawyers, if you watch suits at all, you yes. realize that. How could you not watch suits? Right you realize that billing, billable hours, is the, the most critical thing. Now, my friend had already achieved those things, but so had many other people in the firm. So how was she going to set herself apart when it came part time to looking at who was going to become partner? And that's what she based her goal on, not increasing her billable hours or any of those things, but increasing her visibility so that's that when smart. it came down to sitting before a panel, they knew who she was. It was pretty cool. It was really cool to see it work. Hmm. For me, putting it to the test, I struggle with it. Yeah. I struggle with the dark. I love the methodology of 40X. Mm -hmm. And I think if you have the right goal and the right measures and I don't know what, I maybe I still don't know exactly what the perfect recipe for me is. Yeah. And so for me, it's still finding the methodology I agree with. I have seen it work so effectively. So I believe in the methodology. Mm -hmm. 
And yet for me, there's something about um, the process that I haven't quite figured it out. Is it a journal? Is it something I do on my phone? Do I need a reminder? Do I need something else in order to allow it for me to happen? So I'm still still working through that. And it still... sounds like you haven't found that thing that triggers that dopamine release for you. Maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the thing. And for me, and, and, and in the cases that it has worked, it's because I've had a very definitive um, end goal that was not movable. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So for example, if I said I wanted to... Um, lose 10 pounds before a vacation. Mm-hmm. It was very specific on the day that I left for vacation. I couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't wait until five days before. It wouldn't be possible. Right. Um, so I found in those scenarios, I was able to be more uh, planned and logical about it and, and go in that direction. And yet when I feel like the deadline is not really a hard deadline, mm. maybe I'm coaching myself right now yeah. and figuring it out. When there is no real hard deadline, it's not a do or die or like mm-hmm. a, it doesn't, it's not going to really matter whether I get it on January 31st or not. It's a little harder to achieve it's, for me. It's kind of the change management principle of the beginning of ADCAR again, right? Creating the awareness, check, you've got that. But that real desire, that ability to avoid avoid something painful versus Maybe the just pain's achieving, not there. The pain's not there. So there's goals that maybe you've set for yourself that's about achieving something that's really great and wonderful. But if you don't do it, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Something to think about. It is something to think about. Uh, So if you're struggling with your goals or setting goals for your team, maybe the barrier, see if you can figure out what that barrier is, what that change management barrier is, what uh, that driver is. So maybe for me, it needs to be a really hard deadline that actually has an impact impact or pain associated with it. Yeah, really. I'll get a beating every time. No, stop. Don't even say that. Um... So that's that. The news says that <laughs> the news says that people who set goals are more successful. There you go. Right? Yeah. There is that thing you've always heard that thing, people who write down their goals are more successful and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the science says that when we take ownership of those goals, we can do it. That there's actually um, a neurology basis yeah. to owning a goal and making it happen. And a physical response that brings us joy. Yeah, how do you get that physical response? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's, you know, a lot of different things. Maybe it's um, praise from someone else that really mm-hmm. brings you joy and helps you achieve that goal. Um, we say that it absolutely can work mm-hmm. when all the pieces click in just perfectly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard and takes practice and work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've got to keep practicing at something that might not be what comes naturally to you. So setting goals and tracking them and getting there might come really naturally to people. And for others, it just takes practice. So don't Mm -hmm. give up on it. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining us today. If you want more of Ruth and Nicole, check out at the whiteboard at www.whiteboardconsulting.ca. And you can find us on Twitter at whiteboard, C-O-N-S. Next week on the podcast, we tackle personality assessments or psychometric assessments special thanks to our awesome collaborator jason hatcher creative director and visual designer for your vision and support in the production of this podcast check out jason's work at www.digitalanalog.ca